Hello, this is your host, Johnny from Johnny's Book Reviews, a site to help inspire you guys to go read. So go read. Hope you guys' week is doing well, month, etc. It's been a crazy year. It's 2023 and almost 2024 already. So, Alright, this is going to be the quick spiel uh, about Johnny's Book Reviews. Essentially, where to find me if you want more information about the books that I've read or if you want a quick review, etc. So... If you guys want a quick review or a quick post or a quick video about the book, definitely check out my uh, Facebook and Instagram. I provide a post every day and provide as much information on those posts as I can. And then on Goodreads, I provide a review over every book that I read. So that's my most up-to-date one where I'm currently putting every book that I have read. And then my Twitter account, Johnny's Book Rev One, I provide a thread about books, provide some lessons that I got from books, book reviews, etc. My YouTube channel, Johnny's Book Reviews, I don't have, I have a couple reviews on there, but I'm I'm trying to provide quicker reviews, but also uh, videos of books that I see or kind of quick reviews over books that I have read. This podcast uh, has, I'm providing a review every Friday, a deeper review over books, uh, trying to get dive deeper into these books. And then I'm going to be mentioning or talking a little bit about how I've been able to read so much, my thoughts about reading, etc. on separate days. And so if you guys want to support this podcast, you can support from $1 to $10. We'll help out this podcast, provide better reviews to you guys, etc. And then I provide written reviews on johnnysbookreviews.com. That's kind of where I started, but that's a big platform where I have a ton of blogs and reviews on there. So definitely check that out as well. And then on medium.com, I'm focusing a little bit more on medium.com because there's like a big writing community on there. So uh, that's at Johnny's book reviews. I provided, you know, again, a ton of book reviews on there and a ton of blogs that are not actually on the, the website yet. Johnny's book reviews. So definitely check that out as well and give me a follow. But that's where you can find me. So I, I want to briefly mention the June schedule, the rest of the June schedule, and mention the the prior episodes that I already released. So on June second, twenty, uh, I released an episode over twenty five hours a day, going one more to get what you want by Nick Bear. Nick Bear is the CEO of Bear Supplements, and he also has a nutrition degree. So he used his nutrition degree to form supplements, and then he uses those supplements for his endurance races. He has done a 100K or a 100-miler climbing over two mountains in Colorado. This is called the Leadville 100. And then he's done an Ironman, which is a two-mile swim, a 113-mile bike ride, and then right to a marathon, a 23.6-mile run. It seems daunting, but it's been an event for that I've wanted to do since I saw Nick Baird do it. But also, it looks so much fun, to be honest with you. 
biking and swimming have been the strong suits for me. And right now I'm working on running. And right now I've been I've hit 43 days in a row where uh, I've run consistently and I have averaged 2.77 miles for 44 days in a row. So my my goal is to get to 100 uh, and then on day 100 or around day 100, I want to hit a 30 miler. So uh, let's get it. So that's a little bit about that book. If you want more information, Definitely check out the episode over that. It's a great book. June 9th, Endure by Cameron Haynes, another endurance runner, marathoner. Uh, I mean, he runs a marathon every day, works a 9-7 to job, and is a professional bow hunter. What else do I have to say, man? He's an average Joe. He He's just like me and you. He just works a 9-7 to job and gets after it. And I, I think this book is really good on consistency how we prioritize his schedule, and um, his discipline is unreal, unmatched. Now, of course, you can't always do what he's done, right? Uh, that level might be a little too much. You know, sometimes you have to rest, and doing that 100% all the time can get you exhausted and burned out. So you got you to gotta taper it a little bit. You got to see what works best for you. June 16th, today, I'm going to be reviewing The Entrepreneur's Guide to the Art of War, the original classic text interpreted for the modern business world. This is a great book, very quick read, and it's about The Art of War, uh, the, rig- or the Art of War, the oldest military strategy book out there, and this, these, uh, the text uh, Mark has decided to interpret it to the business world and for the entrepreneurs out there. And so this is a really great book as well. Highly recommend it. But um, next week, June 23rd, Hidden Bodies and You Love Me Review. This is by Caroline Kemp. So I finished Hidden Bodies. I kind of liked it. It wasn't bad. And then You Love Me just sucked. So I'll be reviewing those two books all together on that day and tell you guys why I didn't finish it, why I don't really think it's a good series to start with. A lot of people love it. A lot of people don't like it, but I'm going to just be reviewing it for you guys and telling you why I didn't really particularly like it as much as I wanted to. Now, there's a fourth book that is out, and I don't know if I will read it or not. I'll mention that in the that episode next week as well. So June 30th, week after that, Ground Zero by Alan Grants. So this is a kids' fiction book. Alan Grants' books have been a very popular kids' fiction book. I'm going to be reviewing this book, and to be honest with you, I'm not sure if I like it or not. I didn't really, I didn't finish it, so I'm going to be mentioning why I didn't finish it, but I'm still figuring out if I really want to continue it or not. So I'll, I'll, I'll provide that insight on that episode as well so this episode is going to be over the book called the entrepreneur's guide to the art of war the original classic text interpreted for the modern business world now i'm going to be reviewing this book discussing what i liked about it 
what I didn't like about it and any lessons that I received from the book. Alright, what is this book about? So this is Mark Smith's perspective of what he thought Sun Tzu meant with the art of war related to the business world. Art of War is the oldest military guide and the strategies in this book can be related to entre entrepreneurship. So, this is what Amazon has to say. This is also in the back of the book. But this is a description of the, the book. And this is what Amazon has to say and this is what's on Amazon.com. Uh, so, central reading for the business leaders of tomorrow and a fascinating study of the boardroom at the as the new battlefield book list the classic military text now analyzed for tomorrow's business leaders the art of war by sun tzu has been a much studied work of military strategy for hundreds of years influencing great leaders in all works of life here re respected business journalist mark smith applies the lessons to the role of the entrepreneur by showing how the axioms of General Sun Tzu apply to business and other ventures to develop strategies for long-term success. The Entrepreneur's Guide to the Art of War contains the full text of the Art of War with commentary breaking down each section. It is illustrated with numerous case studies of business owners whose strategies show how these ideas can work and containing quotes and tips from well-known business leaders and innovators. The Entrepreneur's Guide to the Art of War will show you how to Lay firm foundations for your intended business. Choose your staff and coworkers effectively. Study your competitors in order to be stronger and better at what you do. Maintain a good working environment and happy employees. Work out your business path to continued success. This beautiful hardback is presented with gold em embossing and colored end papers. Whether intended as a gift or a personal guide, business leaders in the making and any enterprising spirit will find this invaluable companion. So again, that is on Amazon.com. That's the excerpt on Amazon.com about this book. And that is a little information about the book. Alright, who is the author? Mark Smith. To be honest with you, I've been trying to research and try to find out like a little bit more information about this author on Google. To be honest with you, I couldn't find much. Barnes & Noble has a little insert about him, but that's about it. So this is on Barnes & Noble has a little insert about him, and this is a little bit about him, and this is on BarnesandNoble.com. So this is what it says on BarnesandNoble.com about you know the author. Mark Smith is an experienced business and technology journalist who has written for a variety of magazines and news sites around the world, including Forbes, The Guardian, the BBC, and the Daily Telegraph. His topics of interest include digital marketing technology, SMEs, startups, and entrepreneurship. Again, that's uh, from barnesandnoble.com. That's really the only information I can provide about this author. And, you know, I... There's a lot of books by Mark Smith. I'm not sure if it's by him, but he's a writer and he writes a lot of, you know, business articles as well as entrepreneur articles. And he wrote this book in January of 2022 
I've kept on looking at it for a long time. It's been on my to-be-read list, TBR list for a while, and I finally got to it this year. My review. What's my review? Honestly, this was a solid book, and I highly recommend it. It was a great book, and I liked the ideas in it. I thought it was really compact, and it really provided great insight on what he thought the art of war would relate to in the business world. A very quick read. You can read it in one day if you like, but it's a solid book. It has a ton of information that you can apply as a leader and or as a business person, as an entrepreneur, etc. Also, the book has the actual art of war text in the book, so you can read the text that and come up with your ideas on the information that Sun Tzal is providing you. It's just a wonderful text to interpret and kind of go through, do some research on it, etc. It's been the oldest book I have ever read, and honestly, well, The Art of War has been the oldest book I've read, and uh, I'm still trying to figure out kind of the, I'm still trying to figure out the things that are being mentioned in this book. So I'm still working on it. Uh, but for this book, I'm going to be going back to it over and over again. So I'll probably be reading it every year, probably. So stay tuned for another review because I'll, I'll definitely be re-reading this book multiple times. All right, what did I like? Number one, information was compact. No filler paragraphs or anything like that. It gets straight to the point in each section and provides the necessary detail to take your business or and or leadership to the next level. Because of this, this book is along. It's around 190 pages to be exact. It's 192 pages, and this was the right amount for this book. Number two, examples were spot on. The examples helped to make his points clear. This is important for a business book. Some books I've read don't do this, and it makes it hard to understand what the author is trying to get at or trying to get across. One example he provides is Amazon. Amazon is one of the top business examples out there. The company that started as selling books in Jeff Bezos' garage or could have been his parents' garage. And now look where it is now. It blew up, and they started selling other things. I love the example of Amazon and how one idea made it easier for people to shop and it made it where no one had to leave their house. Amazon reached a trillion dollar equity value. Like, I think it was the first company to ever do it, but that or I think it was Apple next. Anyways, a lot of people have enjoyed it because people have shopped online significantly uh, and because the valuation of the company and how well it's done over the last year the stock price has increased to a share price rough it was roughly to uh, 2500 per per share which is huge uh, now they did a stocks or a stock split so they did a stock split, so now the cost of Amazon is about 120 which I think is still a bargain. I think that's a great price for a stock, and I think it will increase over the next couple of years.
So with that and how we have used Amazon and everything like that, we can't really bash on the fact that Jeff Bezos has this amount of money. Yes, he's worth $100 billion. I understand the amount of money that he has, why he has that and everything like that, but he did form a company that everyone loves. Everyone uses it, and we bash on him because, oh, he has so much money. Well, he wouldn't be making so much money if he didn't use Amazon.com, so if you're going to say that don't use Amazon.com, then exactly. Just, anyways... He's worth $100 billion or 120 whatever it is. Uh, he's not the richest person anymore. I think he's the third or something like that. His wealth is attained to the shares that he has in Amazon. So he owns 10% of Amazon still, and he's donated about a percent almost every year to philanthropies, etc. So he doesn't have a lot anymore. He used to own, like, hundred percent and then he gave majority of the percentage to investors etc and now he only owns 10 percent so what if he owned 20 30 percent he'd be worth well more than he is now he would probably be worth 200 no he would be worth three to five hundred billion dollars so you just got to think that in context is that the wealth that he has is attained to the the amount he has in it has in the company, you know, the, com- the, the shares that he has is worth almost $120 billion. So that's not easily accessible. You know, you can't just use stocks as a, as cash. You can give it out to people. Yes. Um, but if you want that readily accessible cash, uh, or even money, into your account you have to sell the share and that's going to take a, at least a couple weeks especially the amount that you sell and then that will be deposited into your bank account etc that's really how you know he makes money i mean you know again he pays himself a certain amount of money f- when he was ceo yes but you know his his wealth that billion dollar mark is because of the stake he has, the ten percent he has in Amazon, I'm I'm assuming he probably has like a million probably in his bank account, but he doesn't have a lot in his bank account. I don't think maybe maybe a little bit more than that, maybe uh, maybe ten, maybe fifty. I don't know how much he has, right? Because the biggest thing is we look at the net worth he has which is a billion dollars or $120 billion. We think that's the the money that he has accessible to him. Not necessarily. Uh, he does have that, It's a, but it, it takes a while for him to get that money because, again, like, you have to sell the stock. It takes a, There's a process in selling stocks. And, of course, if he sells that, you know, there's taxes on that, etc., whatever. So, I think the big thing that he's doing is just giving the shares that he has to people. He gave, I think it was like 2% to his ex-wife, and she's been donating that significantly to charities, etc. So, that's what I would say about Jeff Bezos, the CEO. 
a little spiel about him. Anyways, let's progress forward with uh, the episode. What well, I like nothing. Number one, uh, I really enjoyed this book, and I would recommend it to people. All right, any lessons? Number one, fix your finances. This helps your health as well as your business. You can't operate a successful business without proper financial habits. If you're not making twice the income from your you know, nine-to-five job, then it's not really a good time to quit your job and go full in into your business. You have to be smart or you're going to get into worse trouble than before. If you're operating a business that has an like a spot, like at a mall or anything like that, like a restaurant or a little boutique or whatever, that is going to be a little hard for you to kind of dabble in it and then do your nine to seven job. That's the one where I'm like, all right, you might have to quit your job, but I would have at least... 50 to 100 grand in the the bank account just in case for any emergencies or anything like that because you never know you might need a new grill you might need investments you might need etc you know you'll you'll need a lot of things uh just in case and you'll never know what will happen so that's what i would say if you you're open up any of that stuff you should definitely have at extra cash on hand just in case not only for your personal life but also for the business so that it doesn't go bankrupt and you have to close it so this financial part is one of the lessons i've been applying to my life a lot and i'll say it again you got to fix your finances before you go full in before you fully invest in your side hustle business you have to because if you don't as the owner and founder of your business, if you operate the business like you operate your finances, which is going to happen, uh, because you know you're not going to know what to do with that money, you're not going to know how to handle that money, and etc. What's going to ultimately happen is the business will crumble, it will go bankrupt, and then you'll have to close down, and then you'll have no money, etc. So. With that, I would say be very conservative. You know, have, have an excess amount saved up just in case if anything goes bad, right? And then, you know, once you have that footing in the market, a lot of people love your product or love your store or love your food, then you can amp it up a little bit. But start small and progress forward. And again, it all starts with finances. You have to fix your finances first. And I think that's a huge thing, right? Because if you don't if you don't fix your finances and you have bad financial habits, that's how you're gonna operate the business. Right? You're gonna operate the business just spending nearly Philly on all this other stuff, putting everything on credit card, etc. Like, no, that's not that's not good. So you got to fix your financial habits and that starts with your own life. And so for me, I've been really fixing my financial habits over the last several years, applying lessons that I learned from several books. And I mentioned this in a prior episode 
It's called uh, How I'm Going to Pay Off $124,000 in Debt in Five Years. And if you want more information about that, definitely check that episode out. But, like I said, I'm paying that debt off. And I'm, I'm using multiple books that I've read to my life. Some examples include Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey, Baby Steps Millionaires by Dave Ramsey, Financial Feminist by Tori Dunlap, I Will Teach You to Be Rich by Ramin Sethi, and then Automatic Millionaire by David Bach. These books are solid books and helped me to establish a great financial plan to pay off the debt and to also save for an emergency. So that's what I would say. And right now, on a little update on that, uh, I just paid off $10,000 in debts in roughly eight months. So I'm really excited with the what I've been doing and everything like that. You know, it's a lot of hours. You know, I'm working, what, 80 hours per week. But it's going to be really crucial for me to pay off that debt because I'm not... Because I don't have to pay that debt, off, debt anymore. And... I'm not paying a lot more money in interest, right? So if I didn't pay my student loans right now off as quickly as I am doing, then I'll be paying upwards to thirty to $40,000 more. So I have to pay this debt off quickly. Uh, and again, my college debt is at 7%, 7.5% interest rate, roughly. So, I mean, I have to pay it off. And I can't be hesitant on that, right? I, I just have to do that. And, you know, I got to sacrifice some things. I got to take, you know, but that's the ultimate price I got to pay. You know, I got a master's degree and got to pay it off. So with that, uh, I just paid off my credit card debt, personal loan debt, and then also $5,000 in my private loan so my private loan, I had $10,000. I just paid off, sorry, I paid off $4,000 in that. So I had $6,000 in credit card and personal loan debt. And then I had roughly, and I have roughly 108000 with my bigger loan, which is loans that I got from my bachelor's degree as well as my master's degree, mostly my master's degree. So that's the big loan, and I hope to pay that off in four and a half years. So the minimum payment for that each month is $1,200. Just think about that, $1,200. So I'm dumping roughly $2,600, maybe even more into that each month, and I'm going to try to pay it off in four and a half years. There's going to be a lot of sacrifice. There's not going to be a lot of going out that much. I mean, I can go out here and there. But again, budgeting is going to be crucial. And I'll have to do this for the next 200 plus weeks. So that's kind of my story. Uh, but hopefully that helped you. But yeah, I've been trying to fix my financial habit for a long time. And getting down and dirty with my debt has really fixed my financial habits. And, you know, I really spend any money anymore. And when I do, I budget it. And I make sure every money that I get, it goes towards certain things. 
And the big thing right now is debt, paying it off as quickly as humanly possible. So Robert Kiyosaki has a net worth uh, that's negative. So I think I don't think a lot of people will see that. People will see, oh, he's worth four hundred million dollars. Pretty cool. Like that's a that's a cool net worth. Like his ideas work. It must work. I, I don't agree with that because he owes one. He owes one point two billion dollars. So his net worth is not positive. It's actually negative. So if you put it on a personal finance tracker, like personal capital it'll essentially be negative because one uh, 400 million minus 1.2 billion that's negative uh, and for me he talks about the real liabilities and assets rely or liabilities which liabilities are anything that you owe or debt credit card debt student loan debt whatever it is uh, that's a liability and then asset is what ma it's making you money and for him, I I look at the $1.2 billion in debt as a liability. It is not, not really as an asset. I know he's making money off that debt, but it just doesn't it doesn't compute because you still have to owe that money back to that lender whenever, whatever time frame. And so for me, I would rather just not touch with debt at all. Debt is a very risky business. I would not go into debt if you don't have to. Actually, I would say don't go into debt ever. Pay off the property. Pay everything with cash. Pay, Don't pay or with a card, but have the, the right amount down. Don't use credit cards for your business. Don't use any loans anything like that don't get into debt specifically for your business because once you get into debt you get into muddy water you're lending your money out to people that want more money and so they're going to be searching they're going to be trying to get all of your assets that you have from your business and rip you out apart and that's what caused a lot of businesses to go bankrupt. We're talking about, you know, Bed Bath & Beyond, JCPenney still recovering, Hertz, Carvana probably in a couple years, right? So you have to consider that because what? why do they declare bankruptcy? To pay off that debt. So bankruptcy, declaring bankruptcy helps pay off a little bit of that debt, but they still have to owe a little bit depending on the situation. And so that's what I'd say is like, you have too much debt, even if you have a little debt, it, it makes it a very hard situation. You're going backward instead of forward. And I think that's a big thing. Like, why would you want to go backward? If you can, start forward and keep on progressing forward. And that's why I like Dave Ramsey. A lot of people don't like Dave Ramsey and his ideas and everything like that, but his ideas make sense. Because you can still dabble with real estate, you can still do that and still work on your business as such, but do it with debt free. And that's what he does, right? He has everything, he owns it outright. He has a little campus in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, and he has multiple commercial properties that he owns outright. So the revenue that he makes from his business is going straight back to the business, employees, providing better experiences for the employees or better benefits 
etc. And I think that's huge. Like, once we get into debt, even, like, with professional as well as personal finances, it gets into muddy water. And I would suggest go straight with it. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it. This is, like, almost a Dave Ramsey saying. But don't go into debt ever. Because then you're just going backward. And if you have debt, either in business or personal, pay that off. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm paying off my debt. And right now it's making me realize that debt, I, I hate debt. You know, I, I don't want any any form of debt for me. And that's just me. I don't, I don't like debt. I don't like debt at all. I'd rather have no debt at all. And if I'm able to have my own commercial property that would be the better option right and i would rather own that commercial property and then whatever my business has have that revenue going straight toward you know the business that's a much better option so number two operating a business is going to take a work it's not like traveling on an airplane and sipping drinks is no it's going to be eight hours of grind it's going to be more hours if you have a physical store you have to make sure everything's working properly closing opening the store and getting customers to the spot the hours will vary on how badly you want it but also how badly you want steady income from the business each year you have to be making more each year but you also have to pay for your bills employees and put the rest of the revenue money toward the business this is how successful but business operate and the biggest problem with businesses is getting into that kind of happy medium they can't be too conservative but they can't be too risky right because what will happen is either one will lead them to bankruptcy so you have to be in that middle spot and if you don't then you're going to go into bankruptcy the big thing with businesses too is that a lot of people will get into debt like credit card debt or loan debt etc to operate the business to buy new equipment or to buy new properties etc this is a very bad idea because now the revenue that revenue that you make from the business is going toward debt and it's just that cycle so you're not really making any money and ultimately that hurts the customer because now you got to cut costs in some way to put more money toward debt. The biggest thing for a business is you shouldn't get into debt because if you do, it's just putting you in hot water. So if you can and should not in, get into any debt for a business and also into your personal life as well, it just helps out a lot. And I, you know, a lot of people will say, well, what about real estate debt? I I don't know about that one. You know, there's hit and miss. You can get a ton of money off real estate, yes. But if you're taking a loan from a bank, you got to be very, you got to think that that bank could close. That's what really happened with Dave Ramsey's finances. He went the quick rich scheme and he went into real estate made million dollars in a couple like a couple months but then the banks close so those loans he had to pay to the bank very quickly uh and he had to pay three million dollars 
right away. Uh, he went to bankruptcy and and then he had to rewire his entire financial habit. And then he basically formed the the baby step step he preaches today, made that apply that to his own life, and now he has real estate for for his business that he owns outright and that right there is worth upwards to 300 million dollars and then with his business and everything like that i mean with everything he's debt free doesn't have any debt or anything like that tainted to those biz, uh to the business no credit cards or anything like that so he has a positive net worth of like upwards of 500 million dollars so that's like a like a, a good example, and some some businesses don't really do that. And again, that revenue goes toward paying off debt, which could really hurt the business. And too much debt can cause bankruptcy. You can see that with Sears. You can see that with J.C. Penney, Hertz, etc. Right, and that's the biggest thing you have to make sure to not get too much in or at all i would say not at all because then it makes it a lot easier for that business to operate and the other thing about that too i want to mention here is uh rich dad poor dad by robert kiyosaki has been a popular like financial book and honestly don't agree i don't really like this book it's an overrated book the ideas make sense the ideas are really good and sound yes like, you know, build your assets, etc., lower down your liabilities. That makes sense. But his uh the way that he attained his assets is real estate. This guy has one point two billion dollars in debt, and I think majority of that debt's through real estate. So if the bank closes and then you'll have to pay those loans off. So whatever amount he has to pay either that be a hundred million or 1.2 billion it's still a lot of money and it's going to be very hard to get that money right away and so he could have to declare bankruptcy so it's very risky to get into that much debt to be number three online business revenue if you want money for an online business majority of your revenue will come from affiliate marketing this is what i would suggest working on i just as well as merch in this podcast this helps me get revenue I'm at the point. I'm not at the point where I can quit my day job, but I don't think I will because I like my day job, and also it forces me to prioritize my time. Number four, take risk. Operating your own business will take risk and sacrifices. You're probably not gonna hang out with friends and family that much for five years or more. You'll risk a ton of your finances and your job if you quit to go for. To go full on in this business, consider that before you get into this, there's a lot of there's a lot of risk, and so you have to consider, you know, your finances, your health, etc., before you ultimately take that decision to make that into your full time job. Honestly, I say any job, either that be retail or a restaurant or even online business, you have should have a cash reserve or emergency account for at least 50 to 100k 
Now, for online business, it could be a lot less because you're not really dealing with a lot of equipment, etc. So, it could probably be, you should be good with like at least two to ten thousand dollars. But if you have like a bigger spot, if you have a commercial property that you have to deal with and equipment and large equipment, expensive equipment, etc., it's going to probably be better to get a, a much bigger emergency saving account. All right, that is it for the episode. Thank you guys so much for listening, and hopefully you guys liked it. Again, this was an interesting book, and I highly recommend it. It just goes over a military strategy guidebook and goes over ideas that can be applied to the modern business world. Such a great book. Alright, this is going to be the quick spiel uh, about Johnny's book reviews, essentially where to find me if you want more information about the books that I've read or if you want a quick review, etc. So, if you guys want a quick review or a quick post or a quick video about the book... Definitely check out my uh, Facebook and Instagram. I provide a post every day and provide as much information on those posts as I can. And then on Goodreads, I provide a review over every book that I read. So that's my most up-to-date one where I'm currently putting every book that I have read. And then my Twitter account, Johnny's Book Rev 1, I provide a thread about books, provide some lessons that I got from books, book reviews, etc. My YouTube channel, Johnny's Book Reviews, I don't have, I have a couple reviews on there, but I'm, I'm trying to provide quicker reviews, but also uh, videos of books that I see or kind of quick reviews over books that I have read. This podcast uh, has I'm providing a review every Friday, a deeper review over books, uh, trying to get dive deeper into these books. And then I'm going to be mentioning or talking a little bit about how I've been able to read so much, my thoughts about reading, etc. on separate days. And so if you guys want to support this podcast, you can support from $1 to $10. We'll hop out this podcast, provide better reviews to you guys, etc. And then I provide written reviews on johnnysbookreviews.com. That's kind of where I started, but that's a big platform where I have a ton of blogs and reviews on there, so definitely check that out as well. And then on medium.com, I'm focusing a little bit more on medium.com because there's like a big writing community on there. So uh, that's at Johnny's Book Reviews. I provide you know, again, a ton of book reviews on there and a ton of blogs that are not actually on the, the website yet, Johnny's Book Reviews. So definitely check that out as well and give me a follow. But that's where you can find me. And that is it. Thank you guys so much. If you guys want to support this podcast, you can donate from $1 to $10. It will really help out provide better reviews for you guys. Thank you guys so much and have a good week.